and assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Born to be Resilient show with Aisha, episode 12. Today's topic is resilience and peaceful parenting. I'm running resilient series with parenting coaches, so you will notice variation from how to support you as being a parent as well as your children, regardless of their ages, and how by understanding simple nature of our thoughts they can manage their emotions better. As being a parent myself and a full-time working professional, I know parenting can be sometimes challenging, especially when you're wearing different hats. For example, in my case, I'm an entrepreneur, I work within the health sector, and I'm also a single parent. So understanding my own emotions helped me becoming a better mom right and similarly depending on your unique circumstances once you understand how your own how simple human mind is and how you can manage your own emotions not only you can become a better parent but you can show and lead by example to your children how they can manage their emotions well as well so if you're watching this live don't forget to ask any questions and i'll try my best along with my guests to answer the questions if you're watching replay don't forget to type in hashtag replay and like and share with those who may benefit from this as well and also if you are joining us for the first time welcome and um for those of you who don't know me, I'm a transformational coach. I help professionals becoming resilient by showing where their emotional experience come from, how simple our, our mind is, just by understanding the true psychology of human mind, which is we are always feeling what we think in that moment. And that changes from moment to moment to moment. Once you develop a simple understanding of the beauty of true psychology behind our mind, the whole experience of our life transforms. And how does this help you? This helps you managing your relationship. This helps you showing up powerfully while you're working on a project or if you're working for someone else. This also helps you de developing a better work-life balance because guess what? You learn the truth that you have innate resilience within yourself. And once you start seeing your innate resilience, you see another beautiful thing, which is your own innate wisdom. We all are born with this wisdom and with this resilience. But something happens when we start growing up and we somehow lose touch with this innate wisdom. So the whole purpose of this series is to help you seeing um, the beauty behind this wisdom and also to help you having insights and what is an insight an insight is sight from within one single insight can help you transforming your entire life and that insight is God talking to you that insight is a fresh thought that you didn't think before or maybe you, you thought about it but your whole perspective changed one insight can help us solving a huge problem of our life or can help us creating something entirely new that might be beneficial for you and for others as well so i'm on a mission to empower you and educate you and inspire you to become your better version and in order to help me fulfill this mission i partner with 
a team of global coaches who have different expertise. So today's coach is parent coach, and I am very excited to uh, invite her in today's show. And um, so today's guest is Sister Amina. Sister Amina is a certified and experienced inside-out parenting coach. She is a published author and a motivational speaker. Amina Hussain supports overwhelmed and stressed out Muslim mothers to reach their highest potential in all aspects of their lives, transform their home into a happy and peaceful home, and raise their children as happy, pious, and productive Muslims. SubhanAllah. So please join me welcoming Sister Amina to the show. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, Salam, Aisha. How are you? Alhamdulillah, Sister Amina. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Alhamdulillah, and you? Yeah, yeah, all good. So glad you could join us today. And um, <clears throat> there is something that I didn't share with the viewers, which is that you are going for Umrah soon. Subhanallah. Yes, in two days, inshallah. Wow. So. Three days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and this is your first time? Yeah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. You must be excited. I am. I, I've had all these thoughts about what it's going to be like to feel, you know, to stand in front of the Kaaba, and then I think, oh, I'm going to pass out. Then I'm like, actually, they're just thoughts. <laughs> and just enjoyed it. Yeah, just being the moment. And now you are here. You are preparing for yourself. And I can't thank you enough, honestly, because I know if I would be going for the first time, I would have a lot of things to pack. You know, get ready memorize my duas and all these thoughts of being this that and the other but uh, thank you so much once again for taking no, thank you for inviting me thank you that's okay so i was uh, introducing yourself and subhanallah you mentioned that you're also an author and you're also a parenting coach i'm wondering what inspired you to become a parent coach it's been an amazing journey subhanallah it has i went through um I think when my first three were young and there was only two years between them, a really tough time in my parenting. Mm. And it was when having, you know, those tough moments that I kind of saw the worst in me, my children. Mm. Not the, like I would see them acting like the worst of me. They were like this mirror of me. And so it not only led me to look at my children, was I doing parenting right? You know, like, because I was having a really hard time. Every day was a struggle. You know, I talk about it sometimes with people, and they, it resonates. But I'd be screaming to them all the way to school, on the way to school, in the car, and then on the way home, I'd cry all the way because I knew I had lost it, and you know that wasn't a nice way for them to get to school. It was so horrible, and so I feel regret. But in those moments, every day almost, we were really struggling. Just. Mm work together as a family and, and feel the peace and the harmony between us. So I knew there was something that I wasn't getting with parenting, you know, that my children were not receiving the best of me and I wasn't understanding. But there was also the reflection of me, like, okay, I'm pretty okay. I'm getting on with everybody, you know, have a good demeanor. Why were children seeing the worst of me? Mm. You know, I didn't understand that. Like of everyone in the world, they saw the worst of me. Mm. Not really the best of me mm. and why can I give the best of me to my children mm. so I I kind of you know really went on this amazing discovery 
And it started with one du'a actually. It was, Ya Allah, show me where my anger is coming from. Wow. I wanted to understand myself. I, it wasn't enough for it to go. I didn't realize back then, but it wasn't that I wanted it just to go. I wanted to understand it. And Allah took me on an amazing journey of understanding myself, my psychology, of understanding, you know, the bond and the connection and what makes a connection rich between, you know, parent and child and what is it you really need to do and what is it they really want from you. It was an amazing journey of self-discovery and I didn't know where it was leading, but Allah kept putting the opportunities in front of me, you know, and so I kept just taking them in this search. And um, so Alhamdulillah, once I got to that point where I, things were just so much more calmer in my home and myself, in my life, you know, in my mind. Um, that I thought, well, okay, Alhamdulillah, I'm so glad, but I don't think that learned and how simple it really was. Yet, obvious to me could be um, could be just for the sake of me just being okay in my home. I felt like I needed to share that it wasn't enough. Just be happy in your home, and that's okay. It it was such an amazing journey. I felt like I had to go out there and share it too. So I quit my job as a sister and I trained as a coach. And alhamdulillah, I love what I'm doing. You know, I love sharing what Allah wants me to see. Um, alhamdulillah. This so is amazing, subhanallah. And you know, it's very unusual prayer that you know. And that shows everybody's different. Our thoughts are so unique. We all live in different realities. But you, you prayed that you wanted to see where your anger was coming from, as opposed to help me in this situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is exactly what the true psychological paradigm is. You know, it shows you, it points you towards yourself, towards your thought, and it shows yeah. you where your thoughts come from. So would you, this story is so amazing. So I'm wondering that this would be helpful for so many parents in the audience and especially people who are even teaching children because we blame children, you know, innocently or our circumstances that they are pushing our buttons. But what is it that was so intriguing for you that helped you becoming who you are today? What did you discover? I think my, my, the, the biggest thing that has changed my parenting is not to take everything that my children do as personal. Mm. You know, what would go through my head and what makes, you know, behind those angry thoughts were, how can they do this to me? Don't they see what I do for them? You know, why don't they respect me? Why don't they listen to me? And that common thread of me, me, me in that. Mm. And, and just really kind of always seeing it through the lens of me Mm. as opposed to seeing your child the difference of not seeing the me 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 is you see your child Mm. I started seeing what they were struggling with and what they were calling out for my help with I saw something very deep in that your child isn't challenging you your child is feeling challenged wow that's a huge distinction Yes, huge, and they're looking for your help. And the more I learned about psychology, the more I understood what it was they were feeling challenged about, what they wanted my help with. And now I can kind of, and it happens sometimes because I love making our hearts to turn. So in a moment, I hear it, like my, my oldest daughter might be a bit like agitated when I see her. And I'll hear that, oh, how can she, 
appreciate me. I've come and picked up. <laughs> hear it. And I'm like, okay, don't take it seriously. I'm like, hey, what's going on with that? You know? And there's something I use at home called HALT, which is H A L T. Okay. Hunger, anger, lonely, or tired. Oh, right. <laughs> Normally, one of those. I'm like, okay, which of HALT is it? What can I <laughs> help her right now? Because she's not being the best of herself at this moment. She's not reflecting the best of herself because there's something going on with her. She feels that one of those needs are being unmet. Normally, it's all of them. And when I can see that, I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I'm just, you know, she knows what's appropriate or not. And it's not like she's being rude, but it's almost like the slight agitation. Right. I don't get moved by the slight agitation. See about she's it's just where she's at, you know, and we don't need to resolve it, fix everything right this moment. She doesn't need to acknowledge me right this moment, mm. you know. She's feeling really challenged, you know, and it's okay. So it doesn't mean I become a walkover. Mm. I have to, you know, I never understood this pick your battles because everybody had to be one, yes. Whereas I don't, I'm not seeing me and me all the time and seeing where they're at and how they're struggling. And that's so profound because that not only helps you, you know, whatever, it's not just with one relationship. It's not just helps us with managing our children, uh, relationship with our children. It helps us managing our relationship actually in our workplace as well. So if we remove mm. the focus from ourselves and shift it to others, that helps us becoming present, that helps us becoming, you know, more, you know want to help them and become more compassionate that's the true essence of compassion it's yes. not becoming personal yeah. yes no. you either take bad behavior in two ways in a resentful way or in a compassionate way exactly it's the bitterness and yes. hurt and we get stuck in there but compassion leads it, it, it almost frees us from that behavior and allows us to make dua and have compassion like you say and it just frees us yeah exactly and i i believe not only it freezes us it does so much damage to our soul and to our body as mm -hmm. well because mm -hmm. thoughts are interconnected you know we are tripartite human beings our thoughts affects our mind our mind you know our psychology affects our health as well and then before yeah, we absolutely. know it it just becomes a vicious cycle of stress anxiety and then people start to losing resilience one way or another so i would like you to share you know how this understanding helps your clients i mean i can already see so many things that they find you know it's helpful for them in their parenting right but what is the biggest transformation that they go through as a result of this um, this understanding for peaceful parenting um i'd say that people come to me you know to help them become a better connected parent to stop shouting to you know be able to kind of help their children get to listen to them you know to have that cooperation between parent and child and in the whole family to have peace that's that's what they come for and yet what is amazing and you know when I said when you said you know when you don't see me you see the other person well, the other thing that you automatically see without searching is you see Allah. Mm. You see Allah 
really clearly, not as if you see a law physically, you bring a law into the equation. You're like, okay, what does a law want from me? You know, you just become much more each moment being an opportunity and asking yourself, what does a law want from me? So it just happens to just be naturally what you see. As part of the bigger picture, you see yourself and where you fit into that. Like, uh, I is ultimately in control. You know, like I want control of my child. I want to make my child listen to me. Part of my frustration is, why won't you do as I say? Well, actually, I have no control. Allah gave that child free will. And part of the struggle between parent and child is this resistance of, you know, why won't you do what I say? Because I don't want to, because you're trying to... <laughs> you know, it's this resistance to what Allah gave every human being, which is free will. Yet when we ex- acknowledge that, that actually Allah is ultimately in control, and that person has been given the choice to choose or not. Mm. You know, you could drag a child to the salamat, but mm. you can't make them connect with Allah. You can force feed a child and put food in their mouth, but you can't make them swallow. Mm. Ultimately, they choose to listen or they choose not to. When you see the truth of that, the very essence of the way you are with that child completely changes because now you talk to them as if you are talking to your husband when you want your husband to do something. Mm. You wouldn't now, mm. would say to them and you'd explain it to them in a way that they'd understand why and what's good in it for them. You'd treat them with that sort of respect and the moment you stop trying to force a child is the moment the child stops and reflects and thinks, should I do this or not? Is this good for me or not? And so yes, it changes the entire dynamics of how you are with everyone the more you see, you know, um, behind what's behind your anger and you understand that but also you become a lot more God conscious so the thing the biggest transformation isn't just that they stop shouting or they have a peaceful home or they have better relationships or they have you know they stop arguing with their husbands you know um, almost entirely we don't become perfect on this journey of course not yeah improve not a, those are a great 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 results but what they say every time the best result that they didn't expect to get was finding peace with, within themselves and just feeling very close to Allah. You know, more than they had before, even though they already felt they were close to Allah, even though they were already practicing, even though they were already knowledgeable. You kind of like a, a deeper found connection with Allah, the more they were looking into themselves. So there's so many things that you said, and I'm just going to repeat a few of them because I think a good reminder, you know, is worth repeating because it doesn't matter how many times you hear it intelligently, it's what you see and hear it insightfully. So what I heard is that the best way to helping your children is obviously not respecting their free will, right? They and treating them with the same mature outlook as you were to an adult because end of the day they have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them intelligence they have Allah have given them innate wisdom so when mm-hmm. we talk to them instead of you know imposing our wills and wishes on them explain it to them <clears throat> wisdom inside them would guide them as well so maybe not the first time but even if they're not listening to us the first time understanding where their experiences coming from helps us becoming more present in that moment and that also helps us becoming a better parent and 
and respecting their their free will right and there was something else that you said that that was really profound that eventually they will see that what whatever the, the thing that you're offering them is better for them and i think it also helps them expressing their own thinking in the moment as well so they might be thinking something they might be coming from a fearful thought because our mind is is an amazing thing sometimes thoughts come from we don't even know where but not only it helps us becoming a better parent it helps us becoming it helps us showing them that you know it's okay for them to express their own emotions as well mm. and to just understand themselves like honestly i taught this to my children and they were like understand myself i felt such a bad person for sometimes getting angry but now i understand what means and what you know what i i just understand myself and i think that's what we're all looking for as human beings but really just wanting to understand ourselves yeah and this is where when this is the root of all uh, conflict um, management right we sort of fail to express ourselves as, you know along the way with children as well as with adults and then that's where when we can't express ourselves intelligently then the emotions take over and then the stuff that we say we never ever actually mean it but it comes out anyway and something that that you said and I loved it that it not only helps you becoming a better parent it helps you becoming a better muslim it helps you you know connecting back to your fitra which is you know going back to your creator and even though you might be practicing your deen but there is absolutely no limit to how much further you can go so your consciousness in other words raises okay right? so so there are so many levels of consciousness and that was my next question actually and subhanallah you led me there anyway is if you're if there's nothing wrong right and and i do pray and then you know it's that your parenting is perfect as it is right but there's no such thing as perfection it can have ups and downs so even if things are going smoothly for you does that mean that we shouldn't really be become our better version do you come across parents who are actually already happy but they want to go to that next level does that happen yeah. as well in fact sometimes it's much easier like you know like like when i coach for longer term there are times where they have a big you know big problem going on and we work through those and then there's times when things are going relatively be okay hmm. as moments it's much easier to understand how your mind is working hmm. because you don't have all of those resistance you know like when we have a big problem hmm. it's like the the problem and the feeling is like a big balloon in the sky and you hmm. can't the sky hmm. balloon slightly shifts it's really much easier to understand yourself and gain this understanding which the more deeply you understand how your mind works and you understand you know how how Allah created us how our thoughts the nature of the thinking and how that's going to you know and the nature of the nafs and you know where peace really lies you know the more deeply you understand that you can tap in in that mm-hmm. really need it and something comes up so it doesn't just become an afterthought and a reaction and a you know okay that's what i should have done or that's where you know that's what i wasn't seeing at the moment but it becomes more deeply embedded that hey in a situation as it comes in i can give it my best response mm. you know i can develop you know i can know myself master myself so much 
that now when opportunities come, I'm very conscious of myself and how I'm going to respond to Allah in that moment. So when things are going swimmingly well, that's the best opportunity to master yourself. Because when they're not, there's a massive balloon in the sky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I want to see the I wanna see the sun. I wanna see the sun. And it's like, but I can't. All I can see is the balloon. Exactly. So exactly. yeah, I think it's not about fixing our life. It's not about, you know, um, kind of just doing it for our children, you know, or, or because ultimately we all know that we are special, that Allah plays something special within us, that we can achieve huge potential mm. about achieving your potential. We all have that very deep innate with us and then we have the thoughts that are like no you're not you know no you're not but we deep in our deep in our bones we know we have something to give something to share something you know with the world with our families with our children we have that yet we're frustrated because we get caught by the problems if only these problems weren't there then i could be the best of myself but hang on a second what if you could be the best of yourselves in the times of the problems and the times that you don't about exactly. your potential, you know, and this is, you know, this is what this journey is about. Exactly. Somebody asked me an anonymous question, and I, and I'm wondering. Um, it's one thing when you are parenting children who probably don't have any mental health diagnosis, right? And now recently, you know, subhanAllah, children from as young as two or three years old, they have started developing you know, mental health problems because they don't know how to express their emotions. And we know in the root of every mental health problem, it's, it's not a culprit, but the cause is the thought, right? So somebody asked me that how to help their children. One of the child has selective mutism. And sometimes the child, I think the child is, is quite early between the age of five and six. So the child goes to panic attack mode and it becomes really difficult for the parent to manage the, the, the child in that situation. What would you suggest for someone who is facing something similar mm -hmm. or worse? The thing with the selective mutism is without realizing that child decided it's better not to see right whether no one listens to me anyway or you know i can't really say what i'm thinking i can't express myself for whatever reason they've just ch chosen not to speak sometimes when we're angry with our husbands we choose not to speak right exactly. but in that situation that you know for some reason that looked like a solution given the problems in that child's mind of what they were trying facing it seemed like a good solution and so as a parent um, I would say seeing that it's just ultimately down to that child you know re thinking that there's no other option but not to speak and just slowly slowly you know just keep talking to them asking them questions you know about non nothing things that aren't difficult you know showing them that you value what they think that you value their opinion you know, and showing them that you're interested in hearing what they have to say, that perhaps at some point, you know, you reassure them, no, your opinion matters and I want to hear it and there's nothing you can say to me that wouldn't be okay with me. 
you know, and that, that I would be disappointed with. So that's between parent and child. We're working with the ch child. I mean, alhamdulillah, I've trained coaches and, you know, some of those, you know, especially, especially work with children. Um, giving them a training themselves at child level of what's happening with them. That even if they're having a thought that it's best not to speak, do we ever step back and be objective with that and say, is that the best solution? You know, is that thing that's just your mind saying that? You don't have to believe it. Mm. You know, actually what you have to say is very valuable. Mm. Um, so understanding and sharing with that child an understanding of what's going on in their mind at a child level really, really helps. So going back to the true essence of compassion, but you know, it's, uh, it's, I, and I, even if I put myself in that mother's situation, I can see that the thoughts that might be going through in, in mom's head, that, okay, this child, how would he survive? How would he come across, you know, when he is, is in a academic situation, you know, how would his peer react to when he's becoming shy? Because it starts with this, this extreme shyness, and then the child starts to shut down right depending on how you manage the situation so it can become really worse but at that level if you're thinking from that child's perspective that child might be yes feeling that quite disempowered or as you said that decided not to speak in that moment and this can exacerbate in certain situations for example if they're coming across strangers they might just not feel safe enough to open up hmm. So it's a slow step. It might be a little longer than other children who may not have a mental health you know, condition or a diagnosis, right? But at the end of the day, going back to the child's mind and the child might be having a lot of thoughts. So giving this understanding to children also not only helps the child, but the mother as well. So they can connect exactly. with each other at a deeper level because the child is thinking those thoughts that are quite you know, racing in his mind, right? So if we are thinking, let's say on 30 mile per hour speed, that might be on a 90 mile per hour speed. So the child might be just his racing thoughts yeah, all over the world. I see it, even with my, uh, my, my third child, my son. He's, mm. But ever since he was little, his, his filter through life is, you know, we all have that when we're looking at it via our nerves. We have some, some sort of filter, we see everything. Either, you know, nobody sees me, nobody cares about me, everyone's mean to me. So for him, it's everyone is mean to me. Mm. So say to him, even if you're being kind, he can just, if your town's slightly off, mm. he, and I can hear him saying to himself, oh, you're being mean to me, you're being mean to me, you're being mean to me. He says it very quietly. But in that, you're being mean to me, you're being mean to me, it's no wonder your child never hears what you're saying. Mm. Do you talk to them is is out of that situation when they're calm and they're quiet and open that they might hear something because otherwise they're only hearing their own thinking. You know, that's pretty loud. That noise is pretty loud. It, it blocks out the possibility of you even saying, I'm not, I'm actually just saying, you know, maybe you might want to put your coat on, <laughs> you know, um, not that your jumper wasn't nice. You see what I mean? So I would say to the parent that if you're faced with a, quite a, 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 you know, a moment where your child's really busy, don't add noise at that moment. Mm. The calmer you are, the calmer your child can kind of sense your calmness and the energy in your calmness. In China, they can calm down and it might work and it might not. But don't add noise at that point. At that point, 
just see what's going on with them. It's really noisy. And pick your moments when you're cooking or whatever, and then you're talking over, you know, um, over a moment where it's it's not difficult for them. Yeah, then and I think it's less intrusive. Yeah. It's less intrusive. A child might feel that it's it's a non-judgmental conversation at that time because the child is not in that moment. Yes, yeah. Um, and the other thing I'd say about worries about the future um, is one of one of the things we learn when we understand how the mind works is actually our thoughts about the past and the future are not real. You can only go to the past, you know, in your memories, you know, in your thoughts. And whilst you're doing that, your body's still here. You're still in, at this moment of time. Everyone else is still in that moment of time. And your thoughts about the future, again, you only go there in your mind, in your imagination. They're not real. And when we do that, we take Allah out of the equation completely. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what Allah's going to do. Mm. You know, so many times we, you know, we might prepare for a conversation that we're going to have. And we imagine, I'm going to say this, you're going to say that, I'm going to say this. And it never, ever goes to plan, rarely. And if it does, it's a coincidence, not because you knew the future. Oh, I'm, um, a, I'm a terrible planner when it comes to think thoughts for future. I used to be, I used to have this excessive tendency of thinking about worry thoughts for future, but 99% of the time they would never happen. Yeah, and you spent so much time in, your, in imagining what's going to happen. And actually, you know what? Ultimately, a last plan's going to unfold. Exactly. Allah's taking care of your child, and whatever happens, Allah's still going to take care of your child, and you don't need to worry. You do your best now because now is all you have. You have this moment now to help your child, reassure your child, help them take off the pressure they're putting on themselves. You have now, you know, and Allah takes care of the future. But we do our best now. Yeah, and, and the beauty with now is that when we are becoming present 100%, something amazing happens, which is when we don't have excessive thoughts, our inner thought, our inside guides us. And that's a thought, that's a guidance from Allah. You know, that mother in that situation may have some answers that, you know, she would think that she probably have never thought before. And that probably is the best thing that she could offer to her child. It might be just a hug, a warm hug, you know, non-judgmental talk. It might be one of these little things, but strong enough, powerful enough to help seeing the child. Yeah. And you know what? I say this. I say I'm a parent coach, but I'm not going to teach you what to do. Mm. I don't to do because I cannot give you the answer to every child, every situation, every parent, every dynamic. I cannot give you a do this in that situation because the possibilities are endless, and every child, every parent, every situation is different. You know how you handle it and how your husband has it is different. How one child is with you and another is different. How you are with that one child changes sometimes you're patient sometimes you're not but what i do teach my clients to do is to find their inner wisdom which is their guidance from allah that in that moment their mind quietens down enough that they know exactly what to do and that's always a tailor-made prescription from allah for them because he put them in that situation i will never know what he wants from them it's our inner gps god provided system right god is guiding us and yeah and, 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 and it's, it's tapping into that and it's always there because you know it 
You know, there are times when you want to argue with your husband and you're hearing that, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> the guidance is always there, but we turn the volume down. And this is about turning the volume up so that you are led by that guidance. Yeah, and that's what coaches facilitate. That's what we facilitate. We help them dropping that excessive thought from past mm-hmm. and from future. And I, and I love it how simply you articulated that. And I am also going to go one step ahead and I'm going to ask you, how do you describe this understanding? Because everyone, you know, this is unique and this is simple, but everyone has a has their own unique way of bringing it into life. So how would you describe this true psychological paradigm that is strong and powerful enough to change our entire lives? I think there's two things I want to say about that. Mm. First is, how do I describe it? And then what impact it has. Exactly, yeah. So the first thing is, how do I describe it? You see, I, before coming to the understanding of the inside out paradigm, which was a discovery by someone called Sidney Banks, um, you know, in 1974, he just realized how the world, how the mind works. He saw it, Allah gave him realization as to how it works. And it was an amazing moment because he really understood, you know, how Allah was actually God behind, you know, our psychology. It's almost like science saying, we don't need all these theories anymore because we know actually we were created by Allah or by God, right? And the non-Muslims will use universal intelligence behind your life or God, but we don't know what we Or need. mind, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, the you know, it's it's bringing Allah into it and knowing actually Allah is is part of, you know, how it was created and, you know, understanding how it, we are, you know, spiritual beings, you know, and understanding how our psychology works. Like he had some deep, deep insights, almost like when Newton discovered gravity. You know, all these moments, there were realizations when we discovered the earth was round. These were all discoveries that came to people from Allah. Right? It changed people's paradigms, their realities. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and, and it was understanding how it's always been working, whether or not we understood it or not. We just didn't understand it, but before we understood it, it was still the way it works. And whether we understand it or not, it still works that way. So that's what came from psychology. But in fact, in the Quran, Allah has always been talking to us about the heart, the nafs, and the soul. Exactly. No, how to use it in our everyday life in order to master emotions and to understand what our emotions were really telling us and what we really could be of ourselves. We didn't understand that. Um, there are books that have been written on it, but it's not you know, widely publicized in, you know, kind of translated in English that people were accessing. So it, this, we already knew yeah. in psychology from the Quran, we already had advanced knowledge that, hey, we're spiritual beings. <laughs> you know, we have a heart, there's a piece of flesh that if that is good, then all behavior is good. And if that is corrupt, all behavior is, is corrupt. So we what I wanted know. to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. So what I'm tempted to make a distinction is that, yes, Sydney Bank, the, the true psychology of paradigm is as, as old as this universe, right? Yes. So, but why is it that way? So we a lot of people religions knew about that but the way the best way was articulated by sydney banks he made it really really simple he just gave us a simple simple formula that brought everything we knew now i get it it was like the the 
the final piece of the puzzle that we now have a, a simple formula for life just very simple and so do i call it inside out it is it came from sydney banks and it continues even Veldra as well with kind of the inside out paradigm and what they've developed however if it's islamic psychology well it's very much in the quran but then i wouldn't say islamic biology so it's just like because it's 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 made by Allah and you know everything yeah. that's it and everything is we don't know how old this understanding is and that doesn't really matter because that takes us back it takes the essence of this beautiful and simple understanding away it makes us fall into these excessive thoughts which doesn't really even matter no. what matters is is how it impacts our life is by simplifying the whole process of your spiritual psychology so the psychology we you know innocently used to believe is very much mind focused you know thought focused it is but thoughts are spiritual thoughts are not just you know we can't change the thoughts we can't control the thoughts the best way to understand the thoughts and to leverage the power of thought is just going with the flow of thoughts and understanding just the nature of it yeah yeah what's different about this approach to psychology we're not trying to change it we're not trying to convince ourselves to think any different because if you could just convince yourself to be happy if you could just control your thoughts so you could be happy wouldn't all of us choose happy thoughts exactly but we don't because we can't but what if you understood how Allah made the heart and that it constantly changes so if it has changed and you're not seeing you know you're seeing it through your nerves and you're not seeing the bigger picture in that moment you're not seeing you know what's going to be helpful to you you know i can't always force it back i can't make those angry feelings drop straight away but what i have learned to do and i advise my clients the same is stand still in that moment close my mouth you know there's a moment i'm like i know i'm just not seeing things right now clearly just i'm not going to speak you know my husband will be like you okay and i'm like yeah i'll be fine <laughs> No, definitely not. <laughs> you know, what I say right now will cause an argument. And I know it's because I've got clarity in this moment. And I now understand myself enough to go, I haven't got clarity, so don't speak until then, don't take action. And then when the clarity comes, when the thought changes, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm just like, oh wow, you're just like the most amazing person in the world. <laughs> and it's amazing how, because you don't see it, you're just not seeing the bigger picture. So. You just need to understand how your mind works, how Allah created it, and Not- how yeah, and how this has impacted you. What was the the biggest, you know, the, the transformation that you went through, and you were like, wow. Oh, it's been so many. It just keeps coming deeper and deeper and deeper. You never just suddenly go, oh, I've got it all. You know, you just keep growing deeper and deeper. But what I feel has been amazing is. I had an event this weekend, right? So I held an event. Um, over the year, I held different events for my clients. So we look at parenting, and then this event we were looking at marriage. But it was amazing because the transformations that were happening in the room, like I'd been making dua, because I knew there was a lot of that we were working on overcoming on Sunday. And I and I submitted it to Allah in my heart. I was like, Allah, you're the one that's going to give transformation, not me. Help put the best words in my mouth and make it easy and kind of I was just facilitating you know something that my coach once said was we are not the plane we are the we're not the pilot with the plane mm. and I was very conscious I'm I'm just 
be the facilitator, but Allah is the one that's going to take these people on their journey. And person after person, everyone in the room, there was like 18 of us, um, of the clients, and they were all having these deep insights and moments of realization where the pain was dropping, the hurt was dropping, the, the peace was coming. And I, I am just like crying. I've never done that, but I just had to stop and cry. You know, with my hands, I'm just crying. I'm like, yeah, you're so amazing that you're giving all these people these amazing transformations. And that's huge. And and we just on that level connected because we quiet our mind and we detach from what's going on in the world and we're trying to be really present. So what you do is you you detach mind body, you know, from your mind and your body, really, and you connect the souls in the room. And that love and the connection between the souls is so amazing. And I'm like, well, if we have that between us as strangers, imagine what we can feel between us and our children and our husbands. It's just the thinking gets in the way. But when we let the thinking, you know, when we, we drop the judgment, as you mentioned before, when we drop that, the connection's already there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so discovering, you know, how Allah made us, you know, just seeing that more and more and more and how amazing Allah is and how he helps everyone and he gives, you know, I can be talking to people in a room and everyone hears what they need to hear. They get their tailor-made prescription. I didn't even say it. I remember once talking to over a hundred sisters in a, a talk and one sister came up to me at the end and she said, ah, oh, Sister Romina, you're so right. I need to forgive myself. And I'm like, I think I said that. <laughs> But I was like, that's amazing. Allah showed her what she needed to hear. But we're just as coaches facilitating and showing you this pointing to the direction of the quiet mind and how you get there so that you get your realizations, you get your tailor-made prescription. Allah is there helping everyone. We are, we've just been blessed, Masha, to know the direction of the quiet mind and how to help them get there. And, and change happens really quickly because of that. Just effortless transformation really quickly you know because a one lot, insight one insight that's all it takes and you know I was just coaching someone before I spoke to you and she was like kind of such amazing deep insights like before that she was like oh Mina we need to work on my trust issues and then she was like actually after the event I had some really deep realizations and it's gone it's just gone and I'm like you see it's not that we have to work on them but in that quiet space, Alhamdulillah, I gave you what you needed. And so I love what I do because it just reminds me of Allah more and more and more. I love to see the transformations in people. I love the transformations Allah gives me through those that journey. You know, um, it's humbling that you're there to help the client, but really Allah is helping you and helping the client. Exactly. What better way to do that is, you know, by helping yourself and helping others because in a way we are leading by examples right and 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 showing what this understanding has done for us is the best way which is why understanding this is important but how this transform us and as you said it it's the, the transformation is never ending this yes. is why i had a, an interview the other day on, on on tv and the sister was saying so how do you help your your co- your clients so once they've gone through the transformation what makes them keep on coming back to you and i was like the consciousness is never ending 
you don't just see someone because you have a problem that's an initiate might be an initial onset but once they have overcome their problem which was an illusion anyway then you see the never ending levels of consciousness and the things that you can create when you are coming from this deep space of inner guidance your inner resilience then you can start seeing the solutions that you probably have never thought were there before because that that's always been there god has given us all the answers for everything that we need this is why you know i used to hear that and i used to read that but this never resonated with me until i understood this that everything we need is already inside us and i'm like what the heck is that supposed to mean i'm yeah, and this I, 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 like, what do you mean peace is an inside job i'm like no you know i never fix in my life to and and and, and it doesn't mean i'm not tested this journey does not mean you're not going to have difficulties and problems and that sort of thing but it's almost like you can fly above them and you are just alhamdulillah you're just okay and you know that deeply that you're okay no matter what comes it's not a positive thinking it's not an it's affirmation saying i'm okay knowing i just know a lot you know that you insightfully know that you know you are yeah. okay and whatever you're going through it's just yes. the life was never through you in a situation allah would never throw you in a situation that you can never handle no, no whoever, I mean, yeah I, I love that and and one of the things i say to my often what happens when we get tested with life is we think two things we feel either like it's too much too hard to the word too being the the point <laughs> i can't right mm-hmm. and it's these two things that we really struggle with and you hear it going on constantly it's too much i can't this is too much you know well i need help i need or and those are feelings but from you know coming from the sort of thinking of i don't have what i need mm. yeah when you realize that you're like actually you know what allah promises promises to never give you more so the opposite of two more than what you can the opposite of can't that you can bear right and in that moment it's just that sometimes we forget actually that No, I have what I need. You know, sometimes you think, oh, because I didn't have this in my childhood, I don't have the foundations for this. You know, or because I don't have the support right now, I can't do this. Like it's too much. You know, and yeah, in reality, Allah's always got this for you. Allah is always taking care of you and he's never giving you more than what you can bear. Even if you think it, the truth is it never is. You think of the worst problems you've gone through in your life, you got through it. You're alive. You're here. It didn't break you. It just we can think in a broken way, but it doesn't. You're okay. You exactly. got And so we might think it's too much or we can't, but normally that's just an indicator that actually we're just forgetting that no, a light isn't going to, you know. Like I had this feeling um I realized for a while that you know, my husband started a new business and he was, you know, working long hours and with my last it felt like Oh, I had to be on my own with her a lot more than the others. Like I was almost raising her on my own and a deep insight came to me, "Hey, you know what? Not only have you never been alone because Allah's always been with you mm-hmm. and is oh, you were just focused so much on you're not here that I didn't see who Allah was sending, but also that I'm not even raising her. Allah is raising her. Subhanallah. And you see that so deep you're like, <laughs> "Okay, alhamdulillah, I'm just doing my part here." But Allah, you're taking care of everything for me. And I can just sit comfortably at ease with that. 
and what a beautiful way to spend your time is you know with sitting with this deep knowing with this deep peace and you know this comfort and it's a gift you know these thoughts these yes. moments are gifts and, and another thing that i want to share is because that's what sometimes uh, you know help people staying stuck in their mind is that okay fine so once we understand this and that what does that mean that we are always thinking like that the thing is the moments no. that you are like that savor them but the moments that you, when you're not feeling like that knowing that these feelings would pass because we are thinking like that in that moment helps us swiftly moving away from these feelings and sometimes it might be a quick process sometimes it might take days but it's okay to fall in and out because that's what makes oh. us human and you know what Allah created us that way like it's it you can't always be in that state because Allah created that return so he, you are going to have moments where you're seeing you know, everything in a blissful lens and then Allah, <laughs> me, 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 how that is going to happen and I can't do anything about that. I can't change how Allah created me. But what I can do is see those moments where I'm not feeling so great as an opportunity to return back to Allah. Because Allah exactly. is returning, off returning. Right? Allah is the one who's off returning. So yeah, okay. It happens. That's how I'm created. But I can love that moment as much as a peaceful moment. Because it's a moment I can return back to Allah. Because that was my biggest, biggest, biggest struggle, you know, after having these initial blissful moments and this beautiful understanding. And then I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? Where did it go? Yeah, yeah. What and did that, I do wrong? <laughs> that, gives us, that, that gives us compassion. That gives us humility. And that helps us seeing sometimes when people can't see the simplicity and beauty, that's okay. Yes. Because and they're stuck in that thought. Because there's such wisdom in, in Subhana that we can never understand. But the little bit that I, uh, you know, that I've learned is, that, you know, if we if there was somewhere to be that we could all get to that perfect, I'm my perfect self all the time, then not only could that lead to ar arrogance, because, mm. hey, I got to, I'm here, you should be like me. <laughs> <laughs> there's the whole, it keeps us, you know, compassionate and understanding towards every human being. Like, I can never say to my clients, what, you shouted at your child after everything? <gasps> I'm like, hey, you know what? It happened to me the other day. We're human. We, yes. you know, we grow from it. We pick ourselves up and we carry on and we keep doing our best. I'm like you, you're like me. And I understand you and I never forget. You know, it makes us completely relatable. That's, I'm not, yeah. not pretending to be perfect. I'm very, you know, honest and I'm very kind of open because actually I'm like you and you're like me. And we're That's both. the true essence of we are in it together, right? We are yeah, all and we're together. trying our best. With what we can see in the moment, we are all trying our best. It's just that sometimes, you know, there's something more to see, something different, just something different. not better, just different. Subhanallah. And I'm aware of the time. We can sit here, we can talk forever, subhanAllah. I didn't even realize that. And I know you have a lot going on at the moment. So I would love for you to give, uh, you know, people who are watching us or listening to us, because I share this on podcasts as well and on, 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 on YouTube channel as well. So please give us uh, an advice, you know, before we bring the show towards an end. What would you like to the viewers to see, um, you know, how this understanding can help them.
we know instinctively when we are not reacting in the best way that we want to. And this isn't to judge it. Everything is from Allah, everything's by the will of Allah. But we know when we want to reach our potential, we know when we want to give our best. Mm-hmm. And so the more we become aware of ourselves, the more we discover ourselves, we know how to do that. You know, because I would always want to be a better version of myself. I always knew I I could do better. Mm-hmm. The moments when I was losing my head and getting upset and really suffering internally, I knew that it was it could be better. Instinctively, we know that. But I didn't know how. So my advice is actually learn about yourself, discover yourself. It's the most amazing journey because you gain, you learn to accept yourself, to love yourself, not in an arrogant way, but in in a way of loving Allah's creation way, you know. And because of that, you feel a lot more at peace on this journey once you understand yourself and go, ah, that's what it was. Okay, fine, you know. And you can then radiate that peace. And honestly, in personal development, most it's always women, mostly, that look for it and stick with it. I had something so beautiful the other day, and it was, you know, one of our Arabic teachers who said, you know, if you want to impact the ummah, you you work with the woman, because she will impact her family and her children. So, yes, you know, if you're having problems in your marriage, then your husband doesn't want to get help that you don't get help no because one person can bring about the change you know your child you're struggling with your child does that mean that you can't get the help because they don't want to speak to anyone no one person one person can bring about the change and i've seen mothers on these journeys impacting their entire family when they have found something that they know is worth sharing Subhanallah. And and you and I, I mean, we both know that this is not just the change is not just going to stay with one person or one family. It just oh, it cascades to generations. It cascades, you know, it has an effect on, you know, societies and the societies, you know, it can be a global change, but it can start with one person. That one person is contributing into this local society and then, you know, the cities and in the countries. And imagine if we all started seeing the simplicity and beauty behind our own nature and, and, and you know, start respecting each other's realities and start developing this compassion. It's taking us all back towards simplicity of life rather than and, throwing and all the these. Sunnah. And no, the sunnah, no, exactly. Yeah, because <coughs> we didn't know how he did it, but he did it, right? Like. When that lady was throwing rubbish at him, we didn't know how he could do that, where he could still go up and buy her medicine and be compassionate towards him. And this is understanding our mindset. It's coming from that place where that sort of action starts flowing naturally from within you. you What you're looking for to be more patient, to be more grateful, to be, you know, it's already there, I'll already put it there. It's just about how do I find it within myself. And I love it that you reminded me of saying something and and I know, and I'm very aware of the time, but I'm just going to say it because some Muslims, they think that you can't go to a, a very pious level because it's only dedicated for prophets and you know and for friends of Allah, walis and all these, which is why we have a very limited potential. And yes, you know, prophets of Allah, walis, they have massive, massive, massive rewards and they have you know massive this uh, maqam in in Islam, right? But we all, in in our own uniqueness, 
we all have these seeds of excellence and there's no limit to these seeds of excellence but all seeds of excellence this starts with one pure thought one simple thought one compassionate thought and these small actions regardless of one small action if it is if it's consistent enough it's strong enough to bring us closer to allah and allah says that you know i love small but consistent deeds mm-hmm. so these could be our micro steps of excellence so we all and have this trying to be anybody else for example exactly the best of ourselves exactly you know and that's all we can do allah allah the rest is with allah i'm just going to try my best you know and i leave the rest to allah to judge or you know to 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 reward it's not for me you know we just want to be the best that we can be yes exactly so thank you so much for this insightful conversation and thank you, you know, for the for your time and you know sharing this opportunity um discussion it's always so great to meet someone else you know with this understanding because it's just it's such a connected connection like you know alhamdulillah <laughs> um, and um i'm gonna you know ask you a special favor because you're going for umrah so please please remember me and everyone who's listening or watching later on in your in your special prayers and uh, may Allah accept it and take you mm-hmm. as many times as you want to go this is mm-hmm. a truly you know bliss journey and um, i make dua that you know i go soon as well haven't been to yet but oh may Allah, may Allah invite you and make it easy for you and um, so know, if, it's uh, Yeah. Sorry. One of my clients, she had gone before having gained this understanding and then she went again having gained this understanding mm. and it was like the difference between night and day, you wow. know, it really made such a difference in her experience um, because she was unaffected by what people were doing and how they were behaving and that sort of thing, you know, it was like, it was just a journey of the soul, just wow. deep, deeply, you know, connected. Um, so I'm looking forward to that inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. And inshallah we will connect again once you return and um, I can't wait to hear all the insights that you have there. Uh, so and if people want to get a hold of you, I invite um, my guest speakers to leave their contact details in the comments below. But uh, would you like to share as well where they can contact you quickly if somebody's listening to us? Yeah, um, you can reach me via my, e- my website, Amina Hossan, A-M-I-N-A. H-O-S-S-E-N.com on there my free webinar you've got a way to contact me so yeah that's a start I don't put all my articles and emails on there I need to do that but inshallah <laughs> you have a way to contact me okay alright thank you so much and Jazakallah for your time and this you know deeply profound insightful conversation and thank you and thank you viewers and for tuning in I hope you found it beneficial Inshallah. There you go, viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I truly hope that you have found today's session helpful. I know I definitely have. I had um, so many insights while I was speaking to Sister Amina. And that's, that's the beauty of connecting with people who understand how thoughts work. Because there is truly no limitation to the insights and the consciousness 
that develop as a, as a simple understanding of knowing that all the solutions of everything that you are seeking is inside you. If you think about your life, you might be trying to create something, find a solution for a problem. These are the only two things. We, we are either trying to create a new solution or create something exciting in our life or move away from a problem. In either way, anything that you are trying to do, you have deep insights, you have deep wisdom, and you have the resilience within yourself to do whatever it is that you want to do in your life. But when you remove excessive thoughts, when you remove your insecure thoughts for past or future, that's when you start connecting with yourself. And when you come from this deep, profound inner connection of self-mastery, whether you want to become a better parent or a better entrepreneur or a more successful employee, your journey starts becoming more enjoyable. That's the mission behind creating these episodes to help you having a more richer and fulfilled experience of your life. On that note, inshallah, I will speak to you next week with another amazing guest. And um, if you have found this helpful, please feel free to share it with those who can benefit as well. Until next time, this is Aisha. Assalamu alaikum.